You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Permission to. I can't believe this, but it's the first week of February. My big girl just turned eight um, and school's back and it just feels like it's all happening. 2024 has got this like beautiful expansive energy for me so far but also from talking to lots of my community yeah I've heard that a lot of people are feeling really positive and really optimistic about 2024 which leads so well into today's episode which is me first my top three priorities to prioritize me in 2024. So this episode is all about how I'm going to be prioritizing myself. And I hope that amongst it all, you can find some ways that you can prioritize you. But before we dive in, I wanted to ask you a question. When I say me first, what comes up for you? Do you have thoughts about the meaning that you are selfish or perhaps you might think, oh, Sam prioritizes herself. She must be selfish or she mustn't be kind or caring. You know, just take a moment to pay attention to the thoughts and the meaning that you make around a woman, a mother, a business owner who prioritizes herself or tries to prioritize herself. Doesn't always happen. It's very much imperfect prioritization, but I, something I am consistently coming back to is how can I prioritize me more? So yeah, and if you feel up to being a bit vulnerable, I would love it if you could share like what does come up for you when you think about prioritizing yourself. Before I tell you the ways that I'm gonna prioritize me, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the conditioning and the wider context of why women have trouble prioritizing themselves. Because anyone who listens to me regularly will know I'm not about shaming women. I always believe in my heart that we are always doing the best that we can with the resources we have at our time at the time. And so if you're listening to this and I don't know, your capacity is really stretched, maybe your financial capacity is stretched, you're having a lot of trouble prioritizing you, um, please know that. I see you, I get it, I've been there, Um, you know, (laughs) only a couple of months ago I felt like I had stopped prioritizing myself and so there is no shame in having trouble prioritizing you. Um, This isn't an episode that is designed to make you feel like, oh, I'm not doing a good enough job at prioritizing myself, I should be getting my nails done more or I should be doing this more. It's not that kind of episode because the reality is when we have trouble prioritizing ourselves there's a number of things going on one a lot of it is actually our conditioning and the wider context of the world we live in for many of us as young girls our early experiences were of witnessing our mothers 
always put themselves first. <laughs> Often the, you know, the workload, the unpaid kind of caring role of motherhood wasn't shared. And like, obviously this is all changing now, but we still got a long way to go. And so for many of us, we kind of learnt the model of how to be a woman off other women who hadn't been encouraged to prioritize themselves you know and sometimes it was a matter of survival like I think about my nana moving from Ireland to Australia because um, that you know they were living in a time where there was a famine and there wasn't enough food and there wasn't enough money and like she wouldn't have had the luxury to even think about prioritizing herself because she just had to survive right like she just had to get on a boat with her six children and and move to the other side of the world not knowing anyone um not knowing if it was going to work out because she had to survive so you know if she was listening to this episode now at that time trying to think about prioritizing herself would have just been yeah so far beyond her capacity and I feel a bit emotional like even speaking about my nana I didn't plan to even bring her up for this episode but I think it's such a powerful example of how like I feel like in my heart my nana would be really glad that I have the opportunity to prioritize myself and I think so many of us could look back at um, our ancestors and what they've gone through and how so many of them were literally in survival mode literally in fight or flight mode and they did the things that they had to survive so that the next generation could have a better life and so I know that I have so much privilege in the opportunity to be able to prioritize myself, but I also know even when you have the physical resources like, you know, time, space, income to prioritize yourself, sometimes there is an inner barrier there as well because we learn from our ancestors and we learn from our mothers. And so this is a process of unlearning some of those things and, you know, hopefully being in a better, safer place than our ancestors were so that we are able to prioritize ourselves. So I really see it as a sacred responsibility and privilege that I am living in a time where I can prioritize myself. And when I can model to my daughters that, hey, like mums matter too. Um, If you're not a mama, like, you know, maybe it's your colleagues at work where you need to show a little bit more like, hey, you know, I still, I still matter. My, my um, needs matter as well. Um, or it might be your partner or it might be your family, but there will always be areas in our life where we need to prioritize ourselves more. Um, and when we do that, we are modeling that to future generations and to the people around us. So yeah, so just know if you're listening to this and you're finding a little bit triggering, cause maybe you're just in a season where it's really hard to prioritize yourself sometimes it's a matter of like I can only do one percent more like you know I might I might be going to bed 15 minutes earlier or something really really small um yeah so let's dive in I have based the three things that I'm going to be doing to prioritize me in 2024 um off the um positive psychology theory of well-being the perma model Um, now that model actually has five pillars of well-being I'm kind of focusing on three and I've I've made them my own a little bit but but yeah this is evidence-based positive psychology um, like looking at 
what are the pillars of well-being? What actually makes us be well in ourselves? Um, and that doesn't always mean happy because remember, you can be really well and have a great, meaningful life, but not be happy every day. Like we're not aiming to be happy every day. So the first um, pillar that I am prioritizing when I think about prioritizing myself is I am prioritizing self-leadership and the inner work because what we know is that positive emotions are a really important part of our well-being and so when you prioritize looking after your inner world looking after your self-leadership what you are doing then is you are prioritizing those positive emotions and um I don't really like the word positive or negative emotion because I I really believe that all emotions have a place. Um, But I guess in terms of like maybe emotions that um, help us feel like we're flourishing. Um, So these aren't just happiness. It could be hope. It could be interest or curiosity, uh, joy, love, compassion, pride, amusement, gratitude. All of those are emotions that you want to be calling more of into 2024 and learning to really explore and savor those moments is is really really key to prioritizing yourself and your well-being some of the ways that i'm doing that with my self-leadership is having a self-coaching practice so this couldn't look different for everybody and i often support my one-on-one coaching clients with this but essentially it's choosing a day of the week that around the end of the week for you whatever that looks like where you take some time to reflect on your week and what's going well what's not going so well um you know perhaps there's some stories that you're telling about yourself or some inner mean girl kind of coming out And if you don't make time to kind of coach yourself and to lead yourself through those unhelpful patterns, what can happen is that that will then just continue all year. And then we get this amazing, this thing that happens every year where everyone sets these goals and promises themselves that they're going to be different. But then if you don't have a regular practice of checking in with yourself, um, you could get to the end of the year and realize, oh, I was still mean to myself a lot this year or that habit that I really wanted to focus on this year um, didn't happen. And so it doesn't need to be complicated. I would encourage you to, to either have like a journaling practice or if you're more of a spreadsheet girl, you can be a spreadsheet girl, whatever, whatever suits you. But like check in with yourself and ask what's gone well this week? What's working really well? What's not going so well, you know? Um, and what do I want to change for the following week? Uh, like obviously the ones I do with my clients are a lot more comprehensive because they're really person centered, but, but in a nutshell, that is enough for you to keep a track of what's going on, um, with your wellbeing. Uh, you could add in things like, am I getting enough sleep? How's my movement going if you want to, but I sometimes think it's best to just start simple with those three questions. And then the whole purpose of self-leadership is learning to lead yourself through the difficult weeks, through the difficult times. So you can use this self-leadership practice, use this journaling practice to really 
support yourself on those rough weeks you know maybe there's a week where you've been sick and you didn't go to the gym um, or um, something in your business went awry and you're and you're struggling with that Um, or you've got some financial stress like whatever it is that's going on can you still be kind and loving towards yourself even during those hard weeks so it's really interesting when you do start this weekly check-in practice because what I tend to notice about myself is that it's so easy for me to be like positive hopeful optimistic um, kind and loving to myself when things are going really well but then you know in winter when sickness comes when maybe life starting to feel a little bit more stressful a little bit more draining my self-compassion can kind of drop back a little bit and that's why I love this weekly self-coaching tool The second way that I am prioritizing myself this year is I am prioritizing my physical well-being. I actually went to my first dance class last night um, and it was a lyrical dance class. We actually did this beautiful slow dance to Coldplay, um, Yellow. Uh, which I hadn't listened to in so long and it was just beautiful and I caught up with lots of my old dance friends who I hadn't really danced with properly in a couple of years and yeah they were all just so happy to see me and just felt like I was back at home so (laughs) but also I feel like then I came home in a really good mood my girls get to see me like doing something for myself like it's not just like I've become this dance mom who just drives them around to all their activities I'm actually also doing things for myself so yeah I'm also doing weights um and I've decided to get a monthly massage um and I've already booked in the first two months And I'm actually planning that around my cycle for the time in my cycle when I get more tension um, and just seeing if that's going to help with some anxiety and a bit of a release and hopefully so that I'm not so tired when I do actually get my period. They're the ways that I'm prioritizing me in terms of my physical well-being. And what we know from positive psychology and that theory of well-being is that we do need to focus on our physical well-being to also focus on our mental wellness and that's not I think a lot of people think of like exercise as punishment or all about weight loss Um, and I don't see that those are very helpful ways to look at movement I try to think about how can I move in ways that feel joyful for me so I never would have thought that I would enjoy the gym I'm not a really a gym kind of gal but I love lifting weights and I love this new gym that I found it doesn't it's not really a gym it's kind of more of a community place uh so anyway I love that and I'm doing so I'm moving in a way that feels really good I'm enjoying starting to feel stronger I love the dancing obviously I love getting a massage (laughs) um and then also getting enough sleep so is there anything that you need to do to tweak your um, sleep hygiene this year because the amount of women that um, I support who come to me feeling like burnt out tired depleted and then like we look at their sleep hygiene practices and they're on their phones until right before bed Um, you know they're yeah they're not really focusing on um, stress management until just before bed something I've learned is that if you wait until bedtime to try and wind down it's often too late like you need to actually be checking in with yourself and making sure that you're not too stressed throughout the day doing beautiful belly breathing if anyone's listening to this and they want me to send you a little worksheet about how I do belly breathing please feel free but it's not complicated at all it's just taking big breaths into your belly 
um, with long exhales. Um, but this is one of the most evidence-based practices that you can do to kind of avoid your anxiety, avoid your overwhelm, getting to that level where then at the end of the day, you can't sleep. Um, but people resist it so much because it's not glamorous. It's not fancy. Um, can't really make any money off like teaching you this in that it's so simple. I would just give it to anyone for free, but it's really, really important. So yeah, making, paying attention to your body, um, making sure I'm getting enough sleep um, because I am going to the gym early. Uh, I'm like really trying to go to bed quite early, like nine, nine thirty. I know I'm a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a nana, but I always have been. Um, and then the third way that I'm prioritizing myself is really focusing on positive relationships and connections. And so I've joined a beautiful in, um, in-person container and I've also, um, going to be starting a mastermind in a couple of months time. And I've made sure that I've chosen containers where I feel like I can be my sensitive self and I feel like I can be seen and celebrated for that sensitivity. So last year I was so lucky. I was in a beautiful container with Sammy Fleming. Uh, it was called expansion and, um, it was just so lush in terms of like, I felt like I could just show up and cry if I needed to be really honest about what was on my heart. But everyone was so grateful that I was doing that because it was almost like this permission slip for, for anyone in the group who wanted to go a bit deeper or who wanted to share more. Um, but I realized not all groups are like that, <laughs> you know, like some groups, if you have a bit of a cry, people are going to just be like oh, awkward. Um, some people feel really uncomfortable around tears or they want everything to be high vibe and happy and positive and celebration all the time. Those groups are just not for me. So, um, yeah, I've really focused on, um, yeah, choosing, um, experiences where I feel like very loved and held and accepted. And I think that's really, really important. Um, the interesting thing, cause the other pillars of wellbeing that I haven't talked about in terms of prioritizing myself, are things um, like making sure that you're engaged in meaningful um, work and that you have a sense of achievement and accomplishment and that you can find a way to get into a flow state with your work. And all of these are really important. And you know what, I'll probably do another podcast episode on them, but I don't believe that I can really do any of those things unless I'm focusing on these three that I've already told you about. Because for me, I'm very lucky. I found my social work career like when I was 21. I've had meaningful work and purposeful work for my whole adult life and know that not everyone is as lucky as me in that way. But the reality is for me, I can't sustain that unless I'm prioritizing myself. Um, I can't get into a flow state if I haven't actually done anything to look after myself that day. You know, like if I run around, run around after the kids, um, and prioritize everyone else. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna try and do some creative work now and get into a flow state. Even though in some ways that is really meaningful and cup feeling, if my cup is super empty, it's quite hard for me to do that work. And even though like supporting my coaching clients, supporting my um, the mastermind slow that I'm in with Jess, all of those things come really naturally to me, but I still need to do them from that space of having a full cup. So. 
Um, I believe that all these pillars are really intertwined and instead of like choosing to work on all five or six of them, starting with three for me was the best way for me to prioritize myself for this year. Um, I wanted to say some affirmations that support me to prioritize myself. Perhaps one of them will land with you or you might want to write your own down and that could be part of your weekly self-leadership coaching practice that you might like just ask yourself, how much have I prioritized myself this year, this week? Is there anything I can do to prioritize myself more next week? That's a, such a simple but powerful question. So the affirmations that I have written down, uh, my capacity expands when my needs are met. When I prioritize myself, I also prioritize my capacity. The more I prioritize me, the more I'm able to contribute to society in a meaningful way. Now, I don't really believe that we should have to make a connection between prioritizing ourselves and being able to serve others or our capacity. You know, when I look at self-worth and the fact that we are all innately born enough, born worthy, born important, we don't really need a reason to prioritize ourselves like, you know, the whole um, you have to fill your cup so that you can, um, you know, serve others. It is true and it is important, but I also just think we need to fill our cups because we are humans and we, and we matter. So just remember you matter, your needs are important and you don't even need a reason to prioritize yourself. But sometimes these affirmations do help a little bit with that permission piece. Um, and just remember as always, you have the permission within you. You don't need it from me. You don't need it from anyone else. But sometimes because of our early conditioning, because of perhaps um, what you've witnessed from other women around you, um, you, you might feel some resistance. You might feel some discomfort around prioritizing you. And, you know, writing that out, journaling it out, um, challenging it a little bit, and then taking action anyway um, is going to support you the most with that. So my invitation at the end of this podcast for you is to write down three ways that you are going to prioritize yourself um, in 2024. And I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM and let me know what they are. Um, and let's support each other and keep each other accountable because like, let's keep it real. There are some things about what I'm doing right now that in June or July might not be happening because you know, that's life. But for me, if I keep coming back to how can I lead myself through this? How can I be compassionate with myself? How can I prioritize myself? Then even if I have those rocky days, weeks, months, I can keep coming back to even like 1% shifts in how I can prioritize myself. So that is it for today. Uh, if you are listening and you're in Perth, I just wanted to remind you that Soft and Successful is starting uh, next week. And this is my in-person offering for women in business who want to gather once a month to essentially prioritize yourself, but be amongst other women in business who are deeply ambitious, but also more sensitive or more introverted. You don't have to be sensitive or an introvert. I also have some very extroverted um, people in my community, but who just really vibe with the whole compassionate, inclusive vibe of soft and successful. So if you have any interest, send me a DM and we can chat and um, we can go through a bit of an application process. 
And I've also got some one-on-one coaching spots available at the moment. Uh, so if you would like some support to really prioritize you and your well-being this year, again, send me an email or a DM. And I look forward to chatting with you again next week. <laughs>